that men face throughout their life in preparing not only how to live well, one of the key things is they need to prepare for what death will bring to their family and to their legacy. This is an important part of leaving that legacy for the family, doing the work of death before it's really needed. We're going to talk about that in this podcast. Welcome to podcast number 17. Welcome to Act Like Men, Men's Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast designed to be a resource for pastors and men's ministry leaders as they build out an engaging ministry with their men. We do this because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God. Act Like Men podcast is sponsored by Men's Ministry Catalyst, a ministry in its 41st year designed to do exactly what we just said. Good day, everyone. My name is Wendell Morton. I am the Executive Director of Men's Ministry Catalyst. So good to have you here today. You are the reason we exist. I want to introduce you again, as always, to my co-host, Dale Udy. Dale, welcome to the podcast. Great to be with you, Wendell. We have a special guest with us this time, uh, Pastor Lee Hall, who I've known for many years and am privileged to call a friend. He's originally from San Felipe, Texas. He's married to his bride, Angela. Together, they have four children and nine grandchildren. That's a blessed life, Brother Lee. (laughs) He is a pastor of Grace Christian Center in Denver for the past 10 years. He's also the co-author of Pray, P-R-A-Y, or Become Pray, P-R-E-Y, a book on prayer partnerships for leaders. Love that title. Lee has an MDiv from Gateway Seminary and currently is also a chaplain at Denver Hospice. Now, here's fun because Dale, as you know from introductions with him, was in business, was a lead pastor for many years, and now is a hospice chaplain as well. Mm-hmm. And so tonight, our topic, as it's been introduced, is really living life with the end in mind for all of us eventually face that end. So I'm very interested to get into the topic with these two men who deal with death every day. How do people face it? What do they say about it? What are the lessons we can learn from it? And what adjustments, men, do you and I need to make today as a result of this conversation? Welcome. Good to have you on board. Well, let's start with you, Pastor Lee. What are some of the biggest fulfillments that people talk about as they're facing death. And again, hospice, you've got a very short window between announcement and death. What do they talk about? What is fulfilling to them in their life? You know, one of the the biggest fulfillments that people have is that they have spent life with people they love. Oh, yeah. Their wives, their children, grandchildren, the opportunity to see their seed grow and uh, expand their families. Um, you know, with all the travel they've ever done in the world, with all the money they've ever made, it comes back down to their relationships that they've had with their family. And that alone has has, has really um, been fulfilling. And then secondly, uh, their, you know, their walk, walk with God has been, has been um, key to make all that happen. 
because everything else is kind of void um, yeah. in life. Uh, you know, if you don't have to walk with God, um, being a chaplain, you see it all. You, you see worldly people who die without knowing Jesus, people who die who know Jesus Christ. Uh, but what I've seen over the years is that people that are getting ready to die and they're leaving something for their family. Mm-hmm. He called it back in Texas, taking care of your family from the grave. Oh, from the grave. I like First that. time I heard that, I was like, yeah. That's a good one. I got to make sure I do that. I that. <laughs> You know, at least, at least really hit on something very, very important. It, it seems like at the end of life, when they realize that that the end of life is coming soon, things get pushed off that were important before, no longer are important. Like Lee said, the the, per, the people that they love and the, the relationships, all the things that really matter most are the things that come into focus, clear focus, when a person is dealing with the end of life situation. Lee, I had a... Uh, patient of mine say recently, Dale, I've completed the work of death. And it caught me by surprise. I'd never heard that expression before, but I kind of understood, but I had him explain a little bit, but he had said, you know, throughout my life, I've tried to build success and to build things and that would leave a legacy for my family in case the Lord took me home early. But I've learned to put all those things into place and in perspective So that now as I reach this season, knowing that the end of my life is coming sooner, I need to just relinquish that and say, I've done my work and I'm going to let God just take it off from here. And I thought, what a great testimony, not only of his faith, but his process of thinking that he was using to do that. And you say that again. What's that? I'm sorry, Lee. What's that phrase? One more time, Dale. Doing the work of death. Or in this case, he said, "I've, I've completed the work of death. And you know you don't you don't stop and think about that. We think so much about all the energies we put yep, into yep, living yep. in life and then being this or being that. And he said, "No, there's a work that goes with the death, preparing, getting Ooh. your house in order, wow. not only financially, which was something he had done well, but all the other things, the relational parts of it, like Lee was saying, the things that were most important to him were the things that he had worked on most over the past few months." And you know, Dale, it's interesting you said it because. <clears throat> As men, we know many people in life. We're involved in many circles. Uh, we're about the business of making money and building businesses and um, being well-known in the community. But when it all boils down to it, who's going to be at your bedside? Yep. Who's going to be there watching you take your last breath? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be your business. No. It's not going to be your community. It's not going to be all the things you thought were important out there. It's not going to be your fishing buddies. No, yeah. it's gonna be your it's gonna be your family and your home yeah. if yeah. you've done well by them. Yep. Yeah. Because I've had the uh, the uh, I, I just left a family, and and, he, and 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 here's a man who's a non-believer that says his his what his girlfriend's daughter says he has children, but they want nothing to do with him, and now I'm left to take care of his affairs. Mm. In, there's not a man listening to this podcast would want a stranger to take right. care of the business. That's right. That's right. You have That's to take right. care of things right. while you're living. And those Ooh. same individuals that you love where you live will be there Amen. when you take your last breath. That's right. Dale, let me ask you a question. Finish this sentence for me. The reason I can leave this life now 
is because I've kept the main thing, the main thing. Mm. Now, let me unpack that just a little bit. Obviously, for men of faith like us, we understand the need to make sure that we're in a right relationship with Christ. And we will always want to make sure that relationship is healthy and vital. We get that. When a person has maybe been sidetracked by other cares of life, they can regain that position in Christ and they can take care of that. And I think that's probably the most important one to make sure that that eternity is sealed and insecure. But then beyond that, the main thing is in, like I said, you know, and then Lee pointed it out when he, when he answered that first question, when I'm, when I'm keeping the people around me, the closest to me, when all of those things are in the, in the preview of everything that I'm doing and I, and I don't care about the trips or the vacations I've had or the multiple you know, uh, homes I've owned or the different uh, things that I've been, uh, had my name on a title to or whatever, all of those really drop off when it comes down to those final moments. So again, I, I think the, the, the way that I would fill in that blank is keeping the main thing, the main thing, don't change who you are at the last minute, try to pursue something else, be who you are and follow your, follow the path that God's really laid out for you, maybe up until that point. Really good. And Dale, you know, I, I can appreciate what you're saying. And if I were to answer that question, I was not going to leave now because, number one, I've, I've, I have, I feel fulfilled that I've done what God has asked me to do. Mm. Yep. You know, I, mm. I, I'm living out my calling even to this very day. Yep. Yep. And um, every man has a purpose. Right. That's right. I, you know, I'm living in my purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the scripture says when when David had fulfilled his purpose he went on and went with his fathers so I'm living on my purpose I'm taking care of my financial business yep. because my wife is, is, is going to be alright and in good shape and my, and my children and grandkids and um, and I wouldn't have regrets mm. I would say I have lived well Mm-hmm. all the things of life that, that God has put in front of me, all the ups, downs, everything in between. And every man ought to be able to say, ought to look, look at him and reflect back on his life and say, oh, what have I done mm-hmm. that made a difference? Because at some point, all of us have to say, I've made a difference in the lives that God gave me. To make yeah. it yeah. And, and man, just a little parenthesis right here, uh, if you're listening, and you don't know your purpose, um, find a pastor if you don't know one, and have a conversation with them. Because first of all, God does have a purpose, as Pastor Lee said, Psalm 139, 13 to 16. We're very uniquely put together for a very specific purpose. And so part of finding fulfillment now, not waiting till you're on your deathbed, is to do as these two men have said. You find your fulfillment in knowing you're doing what God has called you to do. Your relationship with him and your relationship with others. So I just encourage you. If you don't know what your purpose is, find a pastor, find somebody you can speak to about it and get good spiritual wisdom on how you can find that and find that fulfillment. When you're fulfilled, you're going to have a much better shot at being the man of God to your wife and to your children, to your neighbors, to your coworkers, and ultimately to your church. So that's just a little parenthesis, but I I just really want to encourage you. That was a key point. I didn't want to miss it. Let me ask you this one. Let's go with you, Lee. 
what are people's biggest concerns or regrets? And what do they bargain for? What do they keep saying? I wish I had. You know, some of the biggest regrets was I wish I had spent more time mm. with my wife. Yep. With my children. Yep. My grandchildren. Yep. I wish I had listened to the yep. voice of God when he, when he called me to do A, B, or C. Mm, yep. And it was it was about me. Mm. I, I wish I have have taken care of my family financially versus spending everything I had. Yeah, I wish I had settled down more. I have I have I have people from their twenties to their until hundred years old, and the gamut is full. You could write a book on on, on regrets. Uh, I should have saved my first wife. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. there are regrets out there from every angle, and 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 by the time we get them, it's too late, right? Because you can't fix it. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so, sometimes we have to walk through forgiveness with them. You know, it's okay right. to make a phone call and say, right. "I'm sorry." Right. Right. And so, uh, the regrets. It, it just depends on how a person has lived their life. Yeah. But it, it, it usually comes back to, again, it comes back to that immediate family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything to add on that? You, you know, I, I think Lee's really hit it straight on there. Um, again, we, we go through life and we are distracted by a lot of things that have meaning at that moment. But when we come to the end of our life, all of the priorities change. But what's important really gets lost. And, you know, we have a good friend between the three of us. And Chuck Stecker is, uh, is known for a wonderful talk that he gives on leaving a legacy versus a legend. And I think sometimes we get caught up when we're doing the work of life. We're, th- we're concerned about the, the legend that we're going to leave behind. You know, all the, the records and the trophies and all of the accomplishments. But we really are talking here about leaving a legacy. And it's not only just a legacy of, you know, resourcing our family and taking care of them but it's making sure that we poured into them the godly qualities and character that we think is important for anybody to have and that we are to model as the husbands and the fathers the grandfathers of our families and i think that's a key part put that put that uh um legend aside and and really try to become the legacy that you need to be and if i could just expound on just a little bit more if we leave in them more than we lead to them. Oh, good. Then they can make it moving forward. Yeah. So many times men think if we just give them all this money, they're going to spend it all through it so quick because they didn't earn it. And so it it, it won't be, it won't be, it won't mean much to them. But if you leave in them, Jesus, Mm. if you leave in them a legacy of faith, Mm-hmm. If you leave them, them in them character and how yeah. to take care of business, they, yeah. then you then you can close your eyes knowing that they're going to make it versus spending your whole lifetime trying to give them a million dollars or what have you. Yeah. 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 And they're yeah. going to go through it like the wind. Leave yeah. in them yeah. or mm. leave to them. Well said. That's powerful, Lee. That is powerful right there. That's for sure. Um, what are three or four summary points? We've kind of talked around 
probably most of what you guys are going to say, but three or four summary points. If I'm a man, let's say I'm 50 years old, I'm looking at hopefully the next 35, 40 years, who knows how long. If I'm going to start now, what is it I need to really focus on? And how would I go about doing that, making a change so that I can leave in them, Pastor Hall, versus to them? Uh, what, what is it I need to be thinking about? Several things I would think, and, uh, and, and jumping, I'm going to get ready, Dale. Number one, you want, to, you, want to, you want as a man for your children and grandchildren, your wife, to see you as a man of faith, that yeah. no matter what, Life brings our way. We're going to lead it as men. We lead our families to church. We lead our families to Jesus. We model what it means to be a man of God. So that when your people, so that when your children talk about you after long, you go, my daddy was a man of God. Mm -hmm. And he taught me what it means to have faith in those tough times. That's Mm -hmm. leaving things in them. And that's a lot because you got to live that out every single day. Mm -hmm. And then you have to get your affairs in order. Yep. Yep. Prepare to die. Make sure that, that 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 your will is intact. If you don't have a will, get your will. Get your trust. Um, irrevocable trust that will that will that you can change here and there. But get your affairs together. Let let your wife know where all the papers are, so she ain't got to find them. Look for them. And, 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 and get get those financial affairs in order. Have it in a safe place where they can find it if they need it, if something happens right away. Take care of that business up front. And then I will say this. As a man, pay for your funeral in advance. Let them know what, yeah. let them know what you want. Yeah. Have it paid for. All they got to do is go down to the funeral home. Mm-hmm. And it's all taken care of, man. He took care of it. <laughs> I love it. That's what, that's a real blessing for families when somebody plans out, or at least has said, here's what I'd like in my service. And when the kids carry that out to the highest way they can honor a mom or a dad that way. So I think that's a pretty, pretty key thing, you know, to kind of back up some of Lee's resources there, at least, uh, you know, his, uh, um, his list of things there, getting your affairs in order. I think that's a key part. Sometimes it may cost a little bit of money, but maybe to see a good estate attorney, if it's a small amount of things, getting some guidance will will make it, you know, help you sleep better at night if that's the case. But to make sure those things are taken care of legally so that when the time comes, there's, they're not, families not standing and going through probate court and all the other things waiting for some judge to divvy up your affairs. I've got a great resource. It'll be on the connection with this podcast. It's a book that was written by a good pastor friend of mine by the name of Brian Cluth. Brian wrote this book. It's called simply because I love you. And it's a, it's a helpful guide to walk through, to make sure that most all of the things that you never give thought of are put in order, at least captured on paper so that when you're gone, someone will know what you know, and that'll be connected to this broad podcast. That's really good. That is really, really good. I think it's powerful. I know um, anytime we say yes to something new in our life, that means we have to say something, say no to something else because we don't have time, capacity. So if I'm a man 50, going to change some things in my life, 
I'm going to have to say no to some stuff in order to say yes to some more important stuff. My family, my kids, my grandkids, taking time to get my affairs in order, make sure I'm, I'm a man of God, I'm praying, I'm in the word, I'm leading my family devotions, praying with my wife. The things that most of us men just kind of glaze by, that's my wife's mm. job or that's you know, mm. something that happens on Sunday when we go to church or whatever it happens to be, but we're not, we're not there. And so for, for us to step into that, that means I'm going to have to say no to some stuff. I don't know if it's a fishing trip once in a while, if it's hunting. I don't know if it's if it's golf every time. I don't know what it is you have to say no to. Not every time, but sometimes to make sure that your priorities are absolutely locked and loaded. Bob uh, Buford years ago wrote a book, Halftime, and he talked about the first 50 years of our life is preparing in the area of success, which is what we spend all of our time doing. And then after 50 is when we kind of have a few aches and pains and realize I may not live forever. Then we start to look on significance and everything we just talked about. Significance is what it's in leaving in them, not for them. That's really the key factor. It's, it's talking to my neighbors about their faith in Christ. It's talking to my coworkers and sharing my faith. It's those kinds of things that intentionally help us make a big difference. Hmm. Big, big difference. Well, guys, any final thoughts as we wrap this particular? This is this is a pot of gold, my friends. So thank you for sharing. But any final thoughts on either one of you? I would say one of the key things is not only doing it for yourself, but those around you, maybe sons or daughters that you have, be that shepherd in their life too. And Talk to them about the importance of preparing for the stages and stages of their life. And I would say, you know, a lot of men don't want to talk about this. They don't. But you need to. Yep. You have to. You just sit yep. down, have those conversations. Uh, as Dale said earlier, write them down. Yep. yep. And yep. you'll be glad you did. Yep. Um, never, God didn't give us fear. Mm, he right. gives love, power, and sound mind. Yep. Amen. I'm gonna make you die faster if you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Get it, get in writing, and, and and enjoy life every day. Amen. And live with the joy of the Lord. Being your Amen. Amen. And you'll be at peace, right? One of the fruit of the spirit is peace. You'll be at peace because there's not all these unanswered, unspoken, you know, big concerns sitting out there. It's like it's it's dealt with. It's it's not a fun conversation, but it's a fulfilling conversation. And I I Lee, that's a great asterisk, great exclamation point right on the end of our time together. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. Well, this has been a very important topic. Dale and I enjoyed our time together. And Pastor Hall, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your your expertise and your your years of leadership and working with people directly. We appreciate that. Um, I'll leave your contact information that you'll allow me to, Pastor Lee, on the uh, show notes. So if they want to reach back out to you, they can feel free to do so as well. Just a reminder that our episodes are launched on the first and third Thursdays of every month. If you've not yet subscribed, please do so, either on our website or wherever you consume podcasts. Thanks again. We appreciate it so much. Uh, prior to the episode, we do have show notes available, so you can grab those as well. 
Thank you for joining us. You are the reason, men, that we exist. We do all of this for pastors and leaders, again, because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God. Censored in the faith, be watchful.